Hey, hey, what's going on here? It's VG here again with it. That wrinkle. Boy, I tell you, I got one of them wrinkles on the brain. I just want to put it out there. I want to make your brain wrinkle the way mine did because mine did a couple things. It was it was it was actually pretty intense. And um, what I did is I recorded several takes. I'm not going to say what take number this is. I'm not going to divulge what how many times i've attempted this but what i will say is this your ad could be here if you are a business if you are a location if you're a place of where money is made we are here to do what is needed we need ads why not we should have ads since i don't have ads currently we're gonna do fake ads here's a good fake ad for you Get ready. <clears throat> Roush Foldman Homes. Welcome to Roush Foldman Homes. We are out here in the southern Texas area, and we build homes that are very small, very nice, and very cozy, but are also Texas-built and Texas-made. Now, that's what we drive to thrive, to be a part of, is part of the restoration of what Texas could be. You could have land. We'll build it. You could have an apartment. We'll build outside of it. You could have just your car. Ross Foldman Homes will be right there with you. We are here to renovate, innovate, and also be part of what will be a new Barnuminium style. What we're looking for is a small shed, maybe like a like a twelve by fourteen. Who cares? It could be smaller. Who 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 yet? Who knows? But thing is, it takes less than four hundred square foot on your property. Here's the kicker: you use that little shack. We call it a we call it a, a tiny mobile. It's a mini mobile. Is what we call it a mini mobile. We do a mini mobile on your land wherever you want it, and we'll. I tell you what, you less than 400 square feet, no property taxes. Welcome to Texas. Now, now here's the kicker: if we can go in there and get septic to you, we get the septic. We do the septic out there, and then we get get your land. We grade it, and then we boy, I. Roush Foldman Homes, give us a call. That's one eight 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 Roush Foldman. That's uh, Roush Foldman. You can go on and uh, yeah, this could be your ad. You could have a Roush Foldman Homes ad right now with legit information, and it could be an actual legit place. <laughs> and we will do your ad. Um, I will also do ads for, and I quote, <clears throat> Flu Chew. Grab yourself a flu chew. You know, we're getting older. It's probably not working the way it used to. Guess what? There's a pill for that. It's called flu chew. <laughs> Have fun with it. It could be whatever you want. <laughs> it could be something that you take and does something to you. I don't know what it does to you. But guess what? You're going to like what it does to you. I'm just <sighs> putting it out there. This could be your ad. Your ad could be right here in my podcast as I do my thing. Every time I open my podcast, I would say your thing. I, 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 will, I will promote you.
I will promote what you do. You know what? Blind promotion from people I know. How about that? Blind promotion. Blind promotion is uh, ad-free. However, uh, just a, a test session, if you don't mind. Um, I got a guy out there, man. He does the boat stuff. He has the boat. He has a boat. He's on the water. And he does the boat and on the water. On the water. On the boat. And in the boat. And on the boat. It's a beautiful thing. Um, check out Captain Roy's boating. I mean, guy, the guy does beautiful work. This is just, an, just, you know what? Free ad. Free ad. How about that? I'll give out a free ad. Captain Roy's boating. You want to learn how to boat? Maybe you don't even know how to boat. You may not know safety on your boat. You got to be safe when you're on a boat. Half of my internet presence is about being on the water. Fishing. Going out and having a good, having a good time. You know, but, but ultimately, I, I didn't want to put it into my podcast because I was like, shit. A lot of people just really kind of are not into fishing. But people are into boats. People are definitely into boats. Um, check out Captain Royce. Um, Captain Royce, uh, he actually does do full training sessions. Um, this is actually, a, like, I'm being serious at this point. Um, but, yes, check out Captain Royce. Um, Captain Royce uh, 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 Captain Training. He does training. Uh, he also does... Uh, uh, like even like the, the the new sonars and whatnot. Like he'll teach you how to use those sonars. Um, so apparently, didn't know this one. You're uh like a like a hummingbird sonar or what's called a Garmin sonar. These are different types of sonar reads. Sometimes a sonar just pings down one way and it shows you what what's right up under your boat. What's cool about what the technology they're using now, you can see outside way ahead of you, you know? You can, like, ping in front of the boat so you're not, like, looking dead down, you know? It's it's pretty cool. And a lot of people who have never been on a boat probably, you know, have no idea what I'm talking about. But those who have been on a boat are like, dude, this is old tech, bro. No, 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 no. It's still pretty new tech. And what's actually really cool about the Hummingbird system is uh, it, it, it links in to other systems. So, like, like, if there's other Hummingbirds on the water, it links into all that. So, like, let's say last weekend there was a lot of catches in one area. Well, now you know per day where the catches are, where the spots are. It shows you on a chart plotter. I mean, you can use this in the coast. You can use this in uh, in on lakes. It's I mean, it's a it's a bass fisherman's dream. To be honest with you, this is what's going on, and um, e e even on lake waters that uh, that I, I that even I myself, you know, uh, we do the Bronick Lake and Calaveras Lake here in San Antonio, and um, yeah, man. I mean, I've had a great time. Whether it's fishing on the water, on the bank, um, haven't gone out in the water yet. You know, definitely looking to get out there. But what I'm saying is, there is a captain out there that will show you how to use these chart plotters, that will show you what these systems do, 
and if you do want to preserve your your boat you want to have it for a long time become aware with your technology a lot of the technology is there to help you um i think uh you know obviously going to a person one-on-one is great that's why i pitched captain royce free pitch i have to do it speaking of free pitches yo let's get some music in here let me get some adam J. yo uh i've been doing it for a long time and uh you know i've been podcasting for a minute and i haven't really like homed in on a music personality or something like that i'm you know i'm not trying to talk mess or nothing like that i'm right here to 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 to, to what's the word uh I'm not here to catch your hook and, and unset your bait. You feel me? Uh, I'm, I'm on some Fisher stuff. This is really cool stuff. Uh, it, it really is something to me that I'm super happy to be a part of. You know, the whole fishing community. Everybody's super cool. Everybody's super awesome. I mean, yo, psh, check out my boy Adam Jada. Yo, fair use. I'm going to say that right, right quick right now fair use i will post your stuff adam J knows what i'm talking about i will post you i will legally do what is needed to where i'm not in trouble with you but really really i'm doing this out of appreciation of what you do uh you're out there every day doing stuff again this is a free ad this is not this is just an ad before what i'm gonna do like i'm not even i'm not even doing my podcast yet but i'm um, a free ad just for my homie because dude yo homie like went hard you feel me and um i really want to showcase what what i saw because it was it was really impressive it was it was it was intense you feel me like yo um, I had a friend of mine, <laughs> quick story before I, like, I want to pull this up. Um, this is part of my ad. This is an ad. This is an ad. It's a free ad. I don't, I don't request any money from this. This is completely from me. I'm not being coerced to say this, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I had a homie of mine come to, come to me the other day. You know, I've been doing a lot of fishing stuff. I'm part of a, a, a volunteer age, a volunteer group with um, with with one with uh, with one particular team. I'm not gonna put names out there. I don't think it's I don't think it, it's cleared for me to put names out there. So I'm not gonna put names out there uh, for the groups I work with. But I will put out um, the Texas Parks and Recreation Department. They have been amazing. Um, Ever since I got my clearance with Texas Park and Rec to be a registered angler and a re- registered instructor, uh, angler and registered instructor, I now um, literally can teach a man to fish. Literally, that's, that's kind of that was my goal. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that one next month. I'll talk more about the angler system how it works, what's going on with that. Um, I'll talk a little more about the volunteer se- sessions that we do. A lot of the stuff that we do does reach out to the community. Um, so I do want to put that out there on this podcast as well. Um, we're definitely reaching out to people in the local area. We just had an amazing turnout. We were at the Brook City Base area not far from anybody in San Antonio. So if anyone's in the San Antonio, Texas area, 
check it out um brook city base every single pond out here has been stocked with bass if you are a fisher a fisherman of any type um if uh, artificials life bait have fun please do um all that brook city base asses that you catch and release um it is these are catch and release ponds only but i will also um bring up in my podcast later you know if y'all are feeling the fishing stuff you know we'll talk about some other locations some other spots stuff like that um but while i'm giving love i want to bring up my homie here man yo my boy adam J, boy hey he came out here with one of these other ones you feel me and it's funny because i see all these reaction videos to like you know all these rappers that have been around that have been doing it that have been you know all this they have been this they have been that you know what really really are y'all catching though are y'all out here doing it though you know what i'm saying like some of these rappers like they rap about stuff they don't do you know and um something so respectful oh man hold up okay Woo. okay some 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 for me is so respectful for literally seeing this dude do what he talks about and what's cool is he's just talking about fishing man you know he don't have to cuss or nothing like that he ain't crazy he ain't nut. he ain't nuts he ain't gonna like you know he ain't cutting his head off on these tracks but if you're a fisherman he's making you motivated like he'll make you want to get out there tomorrow you see what i'm saying like on some fisher cells on some fisherman type shit like i don't know man i mean all music is beautiful in its presentation i don't think any music should be uh taken away or uh should be subjugated into labels um the worst thing we could have ever done with music was put labels on it the worst thing that we're doing right now with people is we're putting labels on it now we're saying oh this that them my pronouns are why blah blah wah, wah, wah. i ain't doing all that all i'm doing is just trying to show some love I'm going to put this free ad out there. This is 100% free. I ain't getting paid to say this. I'm saying this because I need to. This needs to be out in the world. This needs to be the new hot what what not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got all these little babies. We got all these little 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 X's, little, little whatever they call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's hear from a dude who's literally out on the water and is just telling you about what it is if you want to catch a fish yo talk to a fisherman they got something to say oh they're all vulgar they're all crazy and nuts not all of them so maybe maybe you should see the exception to the rule so so i mean again free ad i'm doing this for free i'm not getting paid to do this i'm just doing this out of appreciation for the person in which that is personifying what i say all the time it does not when I say gone fishing, it doesn't mean I'm going out to like literally catch a fish and bring it home to you. No, I might not catch. I might not. We might pray to something. We might be out there and be like, damn, ain't, we ain't caught nothing. I'm going to pray to something. And you pray to something, you might get one or two. Hey, you might still strike out. Sometimes, I mean, I promise you, I've gone out in the water and still struck out 100%, zero, 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 all day long. But I think to hear a song. 
that takes it to the next level, this is what helps me fish. This is what gets my engine running. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it doesn't have to be about fishing. This could be about life on the real. This could be about what you want to do. You know, do you want to be in the same spot you are? Do you want to move? Just like in fishing. Do you want to be in the same spot you are? Maybe you want to move down the bank. Maybe you want to move your boat. You know, this, this, these all, they all, they all go together. But anyway, before I, before I start getting all crazy, let me let you guys learn and see the dopeness that is Adam J. Out of Texas, out of the Southern Texas area, boy, you know I keep it local. We got a Texas boy right here. Hey, one of them good old boys, though. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely good for you. Good to you. Good to be part of whatever he's doing you might want to be part of it because yo if you can teach a man to fish i'm gonna leave the rest of the saying to you you can finish off the saying how you wish now my homie here adam J, is about to take you on a lyrical ride for real for real so i'm literally i'm literally gonna just drop my phone put you next to the speaker i'm gonna let you guys hear what i've been hearing and uh I'll come back at the end of it, and we'll get into this wrinkle. Check it out. You were 16, Mr. Clean with the flow, and you already know. Ain't no profanity, tell your mammy to keep the soap. I got bars that'll dry the kids nuts like a nougat magic man. Leave you wondering how did he do it? So fluid with the wordplay, I kill it on my worst day. So salty that I lead a fast Thursday. Now they want originals on iTunes, Spotify, and CD. Asking me when I'm gonna be on TV. Acting like it's easy, believe me, it's harder than you think. Okay, I signed the contract last. If I said it, then I meant it. Living in a fantasy and can't believe I dreamt it. Attempted something no one else considered even doable. A fisherman who eats up instrumentals like they're chewables. I do it for the sake of it. Gotta be on top like I was baking bits. I'm taking this regardless of whose steak it is. Making bits, breaking fish. Can't believe that this is how I make a list. So thankful that I made a choice to take a risk. I always had faith in his instructions. So I can't be no atheist. So glory be to God. Now that's what grateful is. Every move I make is here. Guided by my everlasting faithfulness. And they're wondering why I always slay the fish. Amazing. It's a group of people out there. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh my god. Okay, okay. This dude's rhyming. This dude's rhyming is like. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to like take a minute. I was like, what? What was that? What was that? Like he kind of, he kind of like skipped it. it. Was tight. Like okay, one, one more time. Look, check this out. This is how I make a list. So thankful that I made a choice to take a risk. I always had faith in his instructions, so I can't be no atheist. So glory be to God. Now that's what grateful is. Every move I make is His, guided by my everlasting faithfulness. And they're wondering why I always slay the fish. Amazing. 
Yo, that line right there, that line right there, for 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 for, that should show you, explain to you. That should be the. To me, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's not about being in a building, dude. Like, it's not about like a religion or whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever spiritual moment you need to have in your life. Like, whatever the fuck you want to call it, dude. Whatever label you need to put on that shit. Really, really, I find that at the water, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I find that when I go to fish, dude. When I go, I got my, I got my, my mindset. I don't want to do, and I come back with a fish, bruh. Come on, man. It's a bruh. That's answer. That's literally. That's a literal answer to a prayer. Literally, that's a literal answer to a prayer. I can go outside with something. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm prepared, but I'm I'm not prepared because again, you're never prepared to catch fish. Period. I don't, I don't care. You can have billions of dollars of gear. You're not prepared to have the final piece. That final piece is within you. That's within you. That's within your gratefulness. You feel me? Ain't nothing better than to say from the water. The water bestowed me what? Oh, I got huh? I got this. Oh, and this right here can feed my family. I can catch enough of this right here to feed my my family and my next my neighbors. I got enough right here. Boy, I tell you, if I got enough people with with real licenses in Texas, like if you got your fishing license in Texas and I took enough of y'all out for real, for real, we can all max out. And trust me, when you talk about a fish fry, yo, we can throw it down. You know what I'm talking about? Like it can it can be serious. Like I used to, I used to throw parties back in the day and. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I may, maybe I might do that. But you gotta, you gotta go catch them fish, though. Like you have to catch them. You feel me? Like, like it has to be like within a week or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about some wild other shit. <laughs> let, let me get off my wild other shit real quick. But no, no, no. Hold up. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one more time because yo, yo. I mean, and and again, he ain't cussing. He ain't cussing during none of this. So, so check this out. That's why it's edible. Now I don't need no metal, bro. Cause honestly, I don't need recognition. And honestly, I don't see no competition. When it comes to this efficient mission has always been to be the best at it. No practice in rapping, cause I just happen to be blessed with it. My passion for catching told me I needed to invest in it. Kept asking these captains, you really think you know your excrement? The excellent, a testament to what you can achieve. If you believe that all you got is all you need. What I say, I said feel excellent, a testament to what you can achieve. If you believe that all you got is all you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's the boy Adam J. Hey, that's the free ad session. That's this is where my ads will be. When I have my ads, I'm looking like to put some cool stuff there. But I did want to shout out my boy Adam G. Adam J. Sorry, Adam J. Out of the I'll say the whole Texas coastal area. You know what I'm saying? I seen him in Galveston one weekend. I seen him in corpus the next weekend i'm like yo i'm trying to like i'm trying to catch up with him he's on the facebook he's live on facebook don't ever get it twisted but yo i mean between him and his wife being a captain they they doing the charters you know i don't really want to mess with him i'm thinking like yo he might really be too busy for me to be at the point i could even touch this dude um what's so cool man is uh on the social medias, me and my wife are real active, especially on some fishing stuff. And um, he's been real cool, man. Like, he's been really awesome. He's been reacting to what I'm doing and whatnot. And I'm like, yo, Adam J, what's up, bro? Like, we were just there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, every time he's like, yo, I was just at blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, we were just there. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? We we should we should link up one day, you know what I'm saying? If we can get some music popping too, you know what I'm saying? Even better. We'll talk about all that later, later, later. But again, this is just part of my ad session. This is my ads. This is where your ad could be. If you like, if you're listening to me, yo. If you have a business, anything, anything, really, really, like. Uh, I had a friend of mine talking to me about about some shirts or whatnot. I, if he needs an ad, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I, I had a I literally went to a job interview. And I was like, hey, you guys are not, what do you mean you don't have a marketing department? What the fuck? You guys third party it? Well, why? So, I mean, I'm putting them little, I'm putting them little gems out there. You know what I'm saying? We'll see if they come back around, but I'm putting gems out there. I do. I want some gems. I want some beautiful things. Um, I've been doing, I've been really thinking about doing a lot of other stuff, but for right now, I'm on a beautiful holding pattern. I'm good. I'm so happy. And again, so happy that y'all are with me. So happy y'all are chilling. Um, appreciate y'all. Appreciate the numbers, y'all. I mean, y'all proving something to me because now it lets me know. Okay, cool. Y'all, y'all were y'all were digging. Uh, y'all heard about Will Smith? Y'all were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought so. I was like, ah, a little late on Will Smith. My bad. My bad. Sorry. I won't do that fuckery again. Um, so, so you know what? I owe you one. I owe you one. And I don't like to owe my audience. I don't want to be in debt to you. Come on, man. Y'all the people that make me do what I do. So I can't hold back on uh, giving you guys the best. So we're going to start a two-parter, okay? So I'm going to give you guys a two-parter. I owe you. It was my fault. My bad. Uh, but this is going to be a dope wrinkle. This is pretty intense. This is something I talked about before. Um, before before we did the, uh, the, the uh, 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 Black History Month, February. 
um, towards January, we were talking about Antarctica. So I'm going to pick it back up where I left off. Let's go Antarctica. We'll go deep data. I'm going deep diving today. This is going to be one of them deep stories. I'm going to come back on the sides of my ones and twos. This is a story I found. I don't think I can tell it as well as the person who went through it can. Now, I'm going to put this as a free, free, again, fair use disclaimer, fair use, fair use, fair use. This is something that is currently on YouTube right now, has not been tampered with, has not been messed with. I'm going to save it and document it myself, but I do want to make sure that you guys are aware. This is about aliens and Antarctica. If you're about that life, you know, you're, you're in the gym or whatever, you got me headphones or whatever. Hey, do your thing. Uh, if you're like at work or something or like really got to do something important, this is not the time to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> like if you got to do anything important like if you if you if you are at work right now yo save this for when you're off <laughs> save save this for when you ain't got nothing else to do and you just want to hear something crazy so uh check this out i'm trying to put this out before easter because i know all y'all gonna be off saturday sunday monday uh so let me go ahead and get this in um i'm gonna get this started again i'm gonna come i'm gonna come in i'll probably i'm, I'm gonna jump in at least twice uh, it's 31 minutes for the first piece. It's a two, it's a two part episode, so I'm, I'm gonna piece this up. I got a lot to say. It's, it's really wild. The, the, the story is crazy. Don't believe me. I'm not even gonna tell you the story. I'm gonna jump it off to homegirl because, uh, this is one of them deep, dark ones. You feel me? So, um, part of the data dump that no one knows about. This is episode four. Yeah, episode four. This will be episode four of the data dump that no one knows about. This has been a a, a a group of videos I've been algorithmically picking out for probably the past three to four years. Um, crazy, weird alien stories, crazy stories in general. Um, I've listened to them. I've vetted them. I, I still have tons of questions for the host of this one um but you'll see why you'll understand what's going on let's go on ahead and take no further ado like i said i'm gonna stop it two times we got 31 minutes i'll stop it two times here but i'm gonna let this thing ride as much as we can so we can get the full story and i'll come back at the end with my little bow on the top feel me uh check this out welcome if you're looking for a story, a dose of the stranger-than-fiction side of the world we live in, then you've come to the right place. There are a lot of stories here to choose from, and today's is a new story that takes place in the snow-covered, deep cold of Antarctica, where a threat to mankind is growing, literally. <coughs> this is part one of the story. When done, be sure to click into part two for the rest of the story. They call me the ghost. I'm ex-CIA and now a dark operative on the dark web, taking on mysterious and outrageous jobs that no one else will or can. This is one of my adventures. Today is a journey into a mysterious place built and utilized by non-humans that needs to be cleaned out. Take a listen and enjoy. This request brought to me a popular subject, a place I know. 
and a desperate plea for assistance to protect the people and keep the integrity and secrecy of an ongoing project. At the time of this request, I've been in and out of meetings, in and out of the warehouse, and while out for one meeting, I got this request. I was sitting in a hotel room after a very long day. Ryder was with me. I brought her with me to a meeting because the request was right up her alley. It was our last night and we we're flying home the next morning. And here comes another request. Something I've actually been very busy with lately because we've been in this 2020 situation for so long. I'm doing all my jobs this year for free. And let me tell you, word about that spread very quickly and has kept me very busy. Well, it turns out this job, this request, was a fairly urgent matter. This request came from an old contact of mine who I'll refer to as Elliot Beck. As you know, we have a very important group in the United States that deals with foreign intelligence. Well, there's a division within that group that deals with foreign intelligence of a very unique kind, extending to the really foreign, meaning alien. This is a special group that's not known to the public. And I know people wonder why they do that, but let me just tell you something. For certain things, they need to keep it that way, to keep conspiracy theories down, to keep leaks from happening, and to try to keep order. If people knew how many things go on there, they would, you know, they would show up. They would try to get into something. They would try to take something, spread rumors, hack something, try to get involved. It would be too chaotic for the situation to ever keep it under control or maintain any kind of relationships or learn and share information. Sometimes the secrecy is okay and it's actually a good thing. I mean, we all feel like, you know, we're people and we deserve to know it all. But maybe, just maybe, there are times when the project or information isn't solid enough. Agreements aren't hammered out enough to do that. Not to wait could ruin it all for future mankind. And you've heard one kid could ruin it for the whole class. Well, there are a lot of those kids out there, unfortunately. And until things are in a place where contact can be managed in a way that makes sense, it really does need to stay this way. It will happen someday, just not yet. In this request, Mr. Beck tells me that he would like to meet with me to go over the job in person. The request had a very serious tone to it. I already know what his group does. This is going to have something to do with some being from somewhere else. What's happened though, I have no idea. And it's not a surprise to me that he wants me to come where he is and to come alone. As with all of the projects that Elliot's a part of, they don't really like talking about them while out and about. And even though he knows the warehouse is completely secure, he still has to follow protocol. The only security his team relies on is their own. So I go to him. I get there, and when he and I get to the soundproofed room where we're safely locked inside, because yeah, things are that serious over there. We sit down at a table that's there and he gets into it. He tells me that we are under a threat that is growing. His team did the best they could to try to figure out how long we have, but they cannot for sure know how long until this threat becomes something that we can no longer handle. They would like us to go in as soon as possible. The job would be for me and the team to go in and eliminate this threat. It needs to be destroyed. Elliot makes that very clear. He tells me that the threat is large, and he's not even sure exactly how he would go about it all, but he has faith in me and the team. Says he really wants to avoid putting in the military or any other government group because it could turn into a power play 
versus a safety move. And I think we can all get that point. And again, the sooner the better. Then he starts to explain what's been going on with one of their active projects and how it's connected to this new problem. Project ICE, he says. This project is unique to Antarctica. They put it out there, and although to the public, it's a project that is studying the effects of climate change on snow-covered Antarctica and the icebergs that surround it. But that's not what it really is. Like so many things, what's presented to the public is not always all or any of what something is. Project ICE means something completely different to Elliot's team. For them, ICE, I-C-E, stands for Intergalactic and Clandestine Extraterrestrials. ICE also, in this case, refers to the ice of Antarctica, and even more specifically, what lies beneath all that ice, which in this case, Elliot says, are the extraterrestrials that have caused the issue. And I've talked about Antarctica before, but this is an entirely different job and location, just so you know. Elliot goes on to explain that Earth has always been the target of welcomed as well as unwanted visitors. We know this. Antarctica has been for a long time a hub for this. And Project ICE came to be due to some unwanted activities by those of the unwanted kind. These are aliens that have been here before, he says, and that unfortunately the relationship between us and them is contentious. It's not that there may never be a need for a visit, but unnecessary visits by them are to be avoided. When I asked Elliot why that is, he tells me it's because they don't play nice and they cannot fully be trusted. And they've been up to no good once again, hence Project Ice. Elliot gets up and he's pacing back and forth, slowly, but you can tell that he's stressed out, and I mean, this guy's used to a lot of stress. I can also see that he's thinking, sorting out what he wants to say. After he takes a deep breath, he continues. We go over some things that I already know because I've been in discussions about some of this in the past. The request has to do with these octagon-shaped structures, not made by man, that had been discovered underground in a certain area of Antarctica. These structures take up over 60 acres and go down as far as two miles. They are large. They are self-heating. And we apparently can't figure out how that's even happening. They have lighting. Can't figure out how that's happening either. And all we know is that they were put there a very long time ago. One theory as to what they're doing there is that they're abandoned ships, alien ships that over time got buried by snow and ice. Or... They were put there to serve a purpose, but we just don't know what that was. Whatever the original reason was for leaving those octagon structures where they are, doesn't matter because there's something new going on there now. It's been the job of Elliot's special group to check on and monitor these structures, keep an eye on them, make sure everything stays the same, no activity, basically. That everything is quiet, maintaining status quo, that there's no vandalism, I mean, you get it. The octagons are about 100 miles from the station where Elliot's based, and his team makes a trip out to the octagons twice a year to check on them, check on everything. And things have been as they should be for years. However, their last regularly scheduled check revealed that there has been activity, and they know it is activity brought on by the aliens that claimed the structures as their own many years back. And he's referring to those aliens that are highly encouraged not to visit Earth at all, the ones I mentioned earlier. Next, Elliot gets into how this all unfolded. 
Well, upon Elliot's last visit to the structures, last of his regularly scheduled visits, he and his team came across a project that has been started there. And he says, it's not looking good. These structures, so you know, go down three levels. And according to Elliot, this project is on the lowest of them. And he tells me that these aliens have been busy. That structure, the lowest one, has been filled, filled up with pods, alien pods. And this breaks an agreement between them and us. Any activity does. There are a lot of agreements around this stuff because we have to maintain some level of peace and order with them, just like we do with each other here on Earth. We are not using those structures, and they are not supposed to be using those structures either. Also, because of things that have happened in the past, they are supposed to notify our special group anytime that they come to Earth. Phoenix would know all about this. And if you're someone who isn't familiar with Phoenix, if you haven't heard any of my Phoenix stories, be sure to take a listen to those. They deal with the alien crash in New Mexico back in the 40s and the alien that survived. But anyway, Elliot and his team have discovered that these aliens have actually been using those structures for these pods. According to Elliot and his team, these aliens don't know that we have discovered these pods. Well, and if they have, they haven't done anything about it, which they would. They think that we, here on Earth, have pretty much just accepted that these structures are there and that they're not being used. We can't really get rid of them, but we didn't want to be using them either, really, because it would draw attention. So they stay dormant. As far as they know, we know that they're there, but we just leave them alone. We don't tell them that we check in on them. We're not in communication about them at all. But they are on our planet, and so of course we're going to check on them. That's our business, and we have every right to do so. We want to know, are they the same? Have they moved? Has anyone been there? Because only Elliot's special team should be. And as I said, they go there twice a year. That's six months in between each visit, which is a pretty good chunk of time and plenty of time for them to come down. And we might not necessarily know, which is clearly what happened. We can't know how long exactly those pods have been there, and we can't even be 100% sure what's inside of them. Not yet. Since the discovery of the pods, Elliot's research team returns to the structures often now to check on everything. Part of their team also stays there, but they stay in a temporary structure outside of the octagons. That group does not go in, and they won't go in unless it's absolutely necessary. If they notice anything odd or they hear anything, they immediately contact Elliot. They just can't, you know, the people on this project, they can't have everyone and anyone just running around in there. Be less secure. What Elliot's team has been able to put together over a relatively short amount of time is that something is growing inside of these pods. Makes sense. And he tells me that they seem to be gaining size, about an inch every few days, and they're getting pretty big. Now, I'm listening to all of this, and I am fascinated. Not that any of what he's telling me is a good thing, but how interesting and bold of these aliens to set up shop like this right here on Earth in a place they know that we know about. I want to see this. I ask Elliot for the footage of what they found. I mean, surely they filmed this for future reference or research. However, surprisingly, but then again, not so surprising coming from this group, there is no footage. I mean, who doesn't film stuff these days, right? He doesn't even have a presentation around this stuff. What he does produce are pictures, physical pictures of what they found. 
Out of a briefcase, he pulls out a folder filled with these pictures. His explanation for this actually does make sense. They want nothing digital on this project or what is found, discovered, or learned. In today's world, there is too big of a risk that the information would get leaked. Why? Because people are suckers for money. It could get hacked, again, because people want things to get money for them. You know? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna pause it there. So, I'm gonna pause it there. I think there's several things I can mention, but I'm just gonna point out some clear OMG type data, all right? For this person to be approached, by someone that has full access to Antarctica, that's intense. Know that. Start there. Start right there. Start. Don't overthink this. This is pretty detailed. You're given a job as an operative, someone who's working outside of all governments, but you know the ramifications of what may occur. I mean, I have to say, hats off to this person who is telling the story. <clears throat> and also those who are detailed in the story. Because to me, it's like, I don't know if I could have kept my mouth shut. Straight up. I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I would have kept quiet, man. I'll tell you that right now. But I would also admit she's right. You know, you can't. You can't tell the public everything, you know. I mean, you gotta, we gotta have a couple things that hey, we're working 15, 20 years into the future, which makes sense, you know. The boring company, Tesla. Yeah, that man alone has shown us you can be one man. And look, 15 to 20 years in the future, here's the kicker. Do you have a couple trillion dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars? Do you have that much money? You can't do anything unless you have a couple hundreds of billions of dollars. Hmm. This is why it's so interesting. This is why this 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 is uh, so 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 we have a situation. What what? There's like it's a goddamn superhero movie, man. What the fuck? But, again, you would expect that from American military. We would expect that, sir. Here's the kicker. If I had a third-party company that was trying to do things outside of the... And it was... Yo, I probably want the best people on that. I want the best people on that, the best people possible to do it. It sounds to me like we might be on the right path. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to follow this path. I think this is a pretty, pretty clear example of uh, we are delving into something over our pay grade is how they'll say that in the military function. Oh, that's above my pay grade. You know, um, for any of my military service members that are listening and checking this out, please look into this. <laughs> However you can. Again, it's going to be above your pay grade. But, oh, what the fuck are we doing? Um, let's go ahead and finish it off. This is a really awesome story, by the way. So, <laughs> so let's have some fun. Let's go ahead and continue the recall. Check it out. 
know, things like that. So no sending of anything over emails or any other way. They only have in-person meetings and they keep the whole thing very close to them. And I can understand that. So to the pictures, as we go through them, he explains what I'm looking at. These almost wet looking egg-shaped darker in color pods fill the floor of this large room. Tells me there are a hundred of them. And in these rooms, guys, there's nothing else. There are no tables, no rooms, chairs, cupboards, anything. There are just these lit up characters along the wall, hieroglyphs, if you might be able to say. They're on the walls and they're lit up and that's part of the lights that they can't explain. He tells me that the structure itself is always kept at a comfortable temperature. And as I said, they have no idea how that happens. But this area, this particular area where the pods are, that's being kept at an even warmer temperature. I guess that's what the pods need. Elliot has been using ultrasound technology to try to see what's inside those pods. But last he checked, they weren't far enough along to see what they were going to end up as. They can't quite tell yet what the result will be. It's a little different than when, say, a pregnant woman gets an ultrasound. You know what you were looking for because you know the outcome. Boy, girl, you have a heart, head, hands. We can pretty much figure out what stage the baby is in growth. Very different here because we have no clue what's inside. All they can see is a balled up shape. Elliot tells me that they were able to get a sample of the pod membrane. They very carefully scraped and dug just enough to get a very small sample. It says the membrane appears to be thick and like a strong woven mesh that is held together by this thick goo, which sounds nice. But this goo acts like a glue, he tells me, solid enough to prevent any permeation of whatever the liquid-like substance is that appears to be on the inside. The pod moved a bit when he went for that sample, but the membrane is thick, and so Elliot didn't feel like he disturbed much, not really. Although he does admit that he felt a little bit of that risky tension of whatever is on the inside just exploding out of the pod and attacking him, but it didn't. And he was lucky enough to get away with that sample. I'm still going through the photos and I'm looking around and I realize that I don't see any power source for these pods. How are they feeding to grow or what's powering them to thrive? I ask Elliot about this, and then he points out that they appear to be getting their energy from inside the boxes they are in. Well, they're in them and they're kind of on them. And I did notice that each one of the pods is sitting on a big silver box, which looks pretty thick. And Elliot points out that inside that box, there seems to be a substance from which the pods are feeding. And sure enough, if you look closely, it looks as if the pods... It almost looks like they grew from a planted seed or something. And then whatever the silver substance is that's in those pots is like the dirt. And it would have to be a very vitamin-filled or energy-filled dirt to do the job. But it's doing it. I mean, these things are not small. Aside from those boxes, though, and the pods and their own situation, there is nothing else. Elliot reiterates that the boxes are it. And they're being fed, in a sense, while inside the boxes. It's all self-contained. And I mean, that's pretty good. Try growing a human from special dirt. Yeah, we are not there yet. From under our meeting table, Elliot breaks out this little black box that has a handle on the top. And he tells me that that's the sample that he got while he was on the inside. And his sample is now my sample to study. 
He warns me not to open it until we're ready to work on it and says he's also going to give me the settings for the box because it's temperature and humidity controlled. These instructions, he says, are all included in my folder. A folder he breaks out next from his briefcase, telling me that all the pictures and information he has for me, they're in that folder. He slides both the box and the folder to me. We end up going over a few more things before I go, and I learn that they want, and we all need, these pods and whatever is inside of them to be completely destroyed. Destroyed in a way that will, they will never be able to reform, that they will never have any life or energy to them at all. Broken down so far that what is left can actually be removed, cleaned up. So the next time these aliens come down to check on their pods, Elliot wants no evidence of them. Never to have existed. So there are two reasons why we need to move fast. One, we don't know what the heck is happening here, and we know we don't want whatever's on the inside of these things to get out. Two, we don't know when the aliens will be back, and we want it all gone whenever they do come back. Once we are done, he will need every photo, the sample, all information back and accounted for, and for this, we have an agreement. I agree not to share any evidence of what I find and what's going on with anyone but the team and to turn in anything and everything given to me or anything that we obtain. Can't make copies of anything, keep recordings of anything, or share any physical evidence from the scene and job. I can use my resources, any that I might need, as long as they don't know exactly what I'm doing or why or what we are really dealing with. Have to. I get it and I understand and I feel the urgency. We wrap up our meeting and I head back to the warehouse where my team is waiting for me. They're waiting for me, but they're also waiting for the next job, but they're keeping busy. I come back and I find Frankie and Jagger, they're working out, Scarlett's reading and Harley's doing yoga. I mean, they're all passing the time really, but they know all about these structures just as I do. And when I tell them that we have a problem with them, they're immediately interested. They stop what they're doing and we all gather over by the couches for a meeting. We all know that any information on these things that is coming to us must be important because before this, these octagons just sat there really unused with their unexplained heat and lights. But now, now we have some action. I go over everything that Elliot went over with me and then we need to get some work done. One of the first stops is to hit one of the research and development labs that I use. This lab is for people that work behind the scenes only. The average Joe or someone in government, for instance, can't hire them. They front as a different establishment, but downstairs, that's where the magic happens. You'd never know it was there. The store above is fully functional and running when open. Ryder and I head over there to look at the sample Elliot gave me. I want to look at it with them together, and then I will leave it with them. I'm looking to them to help me with how to dissolve these pods, stop them, or get rid of them somehow. I want nothing left but maybe clean up, like Elliot said. It's my ideal wish, but we'll have to wait and see, though, you know, what they come up with. What they come up with. Man. All right, so one more free ad, and then we'll get back to the... Deep wrinkle.